Hi, everybody, and welcome to podcast episode 378. And it comes to you this week from location from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, 15 and a half inches of snow on the ground. We're going to tell you about winter camping and lots more. Stay with us. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Wendland, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. Hello, Hello. My dear. Hello, Michael. What's the temperature? I don't know. What is it? Five, six, seven, sixteen, thirty? Uh, I think it's about seven degrees above zero, and we are coming to you from our snowy uh, but plowed-out campsite at Tequamanon Falls State Park in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The closest city is Paradise. That's really its name. And it is, isn't it? It is a paradise. It's, it's, it's lovely up here. Yep. Uh, Ten miles that way is paradise. It's on uh, the shoreline of Lake Superior. Bo is in the RV, and you might hear him barking. Uh, those of you listening to just the audio version, uh, the uh, YouTube version of the podcast, you can actually see all the things we're talking about. And on the blog, rvlifestyle.com, in the show notes, we'll have photos of much of what we're talking about. So you'll get uh, lots of info. Uh, we are big-time winter campers. We love it. This is, in fact, we figured this out. Uh, for John and me, it's our 10th time camping in January in the snow uh, in the Upper Peninsula. And I want to do it again next year, and I say this every year, and it never works out. I want to come up midweek, like Tuesday through Friday, before everybody who has to work during the week Those are ravens <laughs> that you're here. It's yeah. really nice, I mean, to have the place all to yourself, basically. Yeah, we're recording this actually on a Friday, and our, uh, our campers, there's going to be a bunch of them coming in from really all over the place. Uh, they aren't going to arrive probably until this afternoon, uh, so we still are pretty much empty in the uh, in the campground um, but Jennifer is right uh, there are a lot of people who come up to this area uh, on uh, uh, the weekends because the Tequamanon Falls is spectacular we just came uh, there's two sets of falls there's the upper and the lower the upper is the big one mm -hmm. and uh, that's the one uh, that's the postcard everybody has seen from uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan we just went there on a Friday, and I was the only person on the platform, and Bo was the only <laughs> dog on the platform. And the falls in the winter are beautiful. They never freeze. People think they freeze up. And I didn't go with you for a reason. If you remember last week's podcast, we were a little doubtful whether we would be able to come on our annual campout because... I got COVID. <laughs> she got COVID. How are you feeling now? I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. We treated it very aggressively and uh, seems to have worked. So I'm not doing everything like I would normally do, but I'm grateful to be here. It makes me more determined to come back next year. And when, when and if you do come here, Upper Falls has its beauty. Lower Falls is spectacular as well. And do the river walk. A lot of these walks I, I'm not going to be able to do this year. I, I should be covering up my nose and my mouth. Yep, uh, but you'd be doing that anyway because it's cold out, It's right? cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have a bunch of other people who are coming up. As I said, Jennifer and I uh, first started winter camping 10 years ago. This very same spot that we are coming to you from uh, this week. Uh, and we were, it was really cold. It got down below zero overnight. And I remember I opened the window, uh, you know, the, the shade. I didn't open it so the air came in. I opened the shade 
and I looked out and over on the lot adjacent to us was somebody in a tent. And uh, I was so proud of it, but you said when you pointed out the tent to me, yeah. what am I bragging about? And this year we've got the same thing with tenters. Yeah, a bunch of tenters down not far and from I us. And I told him he's got to be such, he's got to get out of his 177 rut. Every year we come back to the same, same spot. And I pick out other sites that I think are better. I don't know, you got this thing for the vault toilets. <laughs> yep. Right across the way is the bathrooms that are shut. They, so they, the water's frozen. All the water is turned, turned off because it's so cold. It mm -hmm. was zero this morning when we woke up. Uh, but they do have vault toilets. And the beauty of vault toilets in the winter... They're available? They don't smell. <laughs> is that debatable? That's debatable. Yeah. So um, anyway, we thought we would do the podcast from up here. And uh, in a little bit, you'll meet some of the other uh, RV campers who uh, who love to camp in the wintertime. And they're going to give you some hints on why you should put winter camping. Uh, at the top of the list is something we have been talking about a lot. And that is the fact that in the wintertime, you're apt to find a campsite. <laughs> That you are, but what really surprises me this year is a couple of our spots where we normally camp, there's tenters there, and I mean little tents. Little pup tents. And I showed, I sent a picture to my son, and my son texted me back and said, how do you change your clothes? Because it was just <laughs> barely enough room to get in there and lay down to sleep. But changing wardrobe, pretty small little tents that these people are in. They put a little heater because they do have electricity in the campground. Uh, there are vault toilets, so we... How do we stay warm? That's the other question everybody asks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I put some pictures up on our Facebook group. It was zero this morning when we woke up, and it was 71 inside the RV, and we were so nice and cozy. Very comfortable. And all we Except want is our regular heater, our uh, propane heater, and we also, because there's electricity, we have a little small ceramic heater that we turn on as well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can turn off the RV heater and... Uh, uh, we just love it. So what do you do up here when you're camping in the wintertime? Normally you would take a lot, a lot of hikes. And you and Bo did the hike down to the falls. We've done me. three already today. Yeah. And I'm trying to behave, but it's very, very hard because I've got all my special places that I like to walk. And I think wherever you camp in the wintertime, you will find wonderful things to see. There's something about the snow that makes everything look fresh and clean. Um, we up here in Tequamanon, uh, which is one of the few state parks open year-round in Michigan, uh, we, we always go out to the Lake Superior shoreline and uh, Whitefish Point. We went out there this morning. We beautiful. were beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen it so beautiful as this morning. Oh my gosh! We ran the up sunlight. and down. We the... had some blue sky, sunlight, the snow, frost on the trees. Gorgeous. But we ran up with Bo up and down the shoreline. Well, don't Jen didn't run. I didn't run, but I walked fast. <laughs> Bo ran. And uh, it, it was beautiful. The shore, the sand is kind of windswept. There's some snow, uh, lots of stones and rocks and beautiful. I'll put stills uh, uh, up in the, uh, on the video and on the, uh, on the blog that you can see for the show notes at rvlifestyle.com. And uh, we were up there and a freighter came out of the fog. And I caught just the tail end of it on, uh, on video and some still pictures. But it was just beautiful. Whitefish. Uh, uh, is right off where the Edmund Fitzgerald, remember that Gordon Lightfoot song? Right where that song, there's a memorial to him there. In the summertime, there's a, a shipwreck museum for the Great Lakes shipwrecks, very interesting. 
So and we the, always do in that. In the summertime, you can spend the night in that lighthouse that's still functioning. Yeah. I think it's the oldest still functioning lighthouse on the Great Lakes. I don't know if it's the oldest, but it's one of them. It's, it sure is. So anyway, um, we are big fans of winter camping. And uh, I feel a little hypocritical because uh, as soon as this uh, airs, uh, this, this video is released, we are getting back in the RV and going to the exact opposite in climate. We're going down to Tampa, Florida, where last I checked it was 75 degrees. Poor Bo. Bo's coming with us. Poor Bo in that he prefers the snow. Um, so the big thing for us on the agenda is the uh, Tampa RV Super Show. Uh, and we will be there uh, right on through the whole show. But on uh, January 20th, 2 p.m., we will have a meetup uh, at the south end of the lake on the show grounds, on the fairgrounds at Tampa. And if you're at that Tampa show, come about 2 o'clock and we'll hang out in this little pavilion. They call it the beer pavilion because they sell beer there, <laughs> among other things. And uh, we'll find some tables and we'll hang out and, uh, and meet and greet and, and everything. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to that. And then we're going to be on the road for, for some time after that with lots of stuff to do. Another thing we're doing up here uh, in the Upper Peninsula, and we share everything we do, is uh, you want to tell them what we did this morning? Oh, uh, we were looking at property. Now, you know that we, uh, we've talked a lot about the property we bought in Tennessee that we're going to develop into our own private RV getaway for ourselves. We're going to put a couple of spots in for friends. Maybe you, maybe we'll get to invite you down. Um, but we decided we like that, and we're so excited about that, uh, that we're going to buy property in Michigan, uh, in uh, northern Michigan, and uh, want to do the same thing there. But we are finding that buying property is hard work. They're all gone. Yeah, everybody's buying property. It used to be with the shoreline of the Great Lakes, you'd find all kinds of cottages, property for sale. You just don't see it now. Yeah, because everybody's... Uh, Everybody's buying property. COVID has convinced people that travel is going to be restricted for a long time. Uh, we know in the RV industry it's very hard to find a campground that hasn't been spoken to months and months in advance. Uh, what about those people who can't, who don't know their schedule months in advance? Where did they go? Well, a lot of them, I think, are doing what we did, is buying property in areas that you, you like and, uh, and being able to hang out there. So anyway, when we come back, we're going to introduce you to some of our friends. We're going to learn some tips about winter camping and just uh, kind of give you a sense of all the fun you can have if that's, uh, if that's something you're willing to try. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought of owning your own land for camping or a homestead? Tennessee Land and Lakes is selling off a 1,500-acre estate known as the Woodlands at Buffalo River in large acreage properties from 5 to 126-acre homesteads. Unlike most properties, these are virtually unrestricted, allowing year-round living in an incredible natural setting. These are multi-use properties. You can camp on them, build a dream house if you want. A cabin, a barn, a garage, it's your land and there's no HOA, no rules, it's your property, your way. There's high-speed fiber optic internet available, wooded trails and big views, surrounded by the most popular destination spots in Tennessee like Nashville, Kentucky Lake and the Buffalo River. The pricing starts at $69.9. There's even great financing. Jennifer and I like it so much that we bought there. Take a video tour and get the details at MyRVLand.com. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. 
There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Welcome back, everybody. We came inside to get warm for a couple of minutes. Yeah. You know, uh, while we're there, people always say, well, how do you stay warm? Well, you know, uh, it is cold, so you can't stay out there all day. But uh, wear hats. Um, layers. Lots layers. of layers. I've boots. got a sweatshirt on. You know, our merch sweatshirt. <laughs> I got my sweatshirt. Uh, I wear a pair of lined, uh, these are, are lined uh, Eddie Bauer fleece lined um, outdoor pants. And you've got sweatshirts, also outdoor pants, and boots. Right. It's uh, go to a ski shop, go to a hiking shop, REI, someplace like that, and see what's the latest and the best for keeping you warm. Uh, anyway, so uh, we're going to go back outside now for the interview of the week. And uh, so many people seem to be interested in trying winter camping. Bo says, why are we inside? He wants to go out in the snow. So we're going to take Bo out and we'll uh, hunt down our folks. We've got a bunch of them out here. Many of them are veterans and uh, they, can, they can tell it better than we can probably. Uh, Bo loves it up here. He likes the word outside go he says it's much too warm in here mom and dad can't we just stay outside and do we really have to go south this is such a wonderful place yep and he doesn't want to even though we're going to tampa in a couple of days he he wants to stay here in the snow all right out in the snow and let's get some winter camping tips i'm leanne sterling and i'm rick corral and you guys have been doing this now year uh, year this is my this, sixth right? year and her my fourth, fourth year okay so. So, uh, I guess one, that calls for two tips. Yeah, we have two, we have two tips here. Yeah. Well, one, one thing new for me this year was to bring a gray water jar to set on my kitchen counter to collect those odd bits of gray water. And Like, um, well, we got to spell it out a little bit yeah. for people. Well, well, you know, when you're rinsing out your coffee cup yeah. um, like that. or your soup yeah. bowl and yeah. just have a place to collect. Yeah. That water, because we're not using any water in our sink, obviously, or anywhere else on the road track. The other thing that we always bring are is shovels, snow shovels, and also a metal shovel because of the ice pack and, and uh, the heavy hard snow. So digging out the uh, uh, fire pits and, the, and all of the picnic tables, it comes in real handy. You always use the shovel. So. I consider your tips extra good because you are people from the Upper Peninsula. So you are used to dealing with <laughs> yeah, snow. Dealing with snow. Ice, and you've been here for years. <laughs> yeah, so right. you are like natives up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can give us Dre lots of good dress tips. Warm. Dress warm. Layer There's no such thing as bad weather. How does it go? No such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Very true. We have fun. That's what it's all about. All year round. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Patty Bonham. And I'm Steve Bonham. And uh, your winter camping tip is what? <laughs> um, well, one thing we've learned is to carry 
So we, we, in order to be able to use our bathroom in the van, we carry a, well, in all of our water, we carry like a bucket that we use to wash our dishes and put the, um, gray, water. the gray water in. Um, and so then, and then of course we use the black tank using uh, antifreeze. antifreeze. You can talk to Yeah, <laughs> so we pretty much between um, having dishwater dumped in a bucket, being able to use our black tank, we keep electric tea kettle by the sink for hot running water. Uh, as long as our heat's working, we're not really roughing it. Yeah. And just enjoying it outside, what's your tips for that? Um, just get outside and enjoy it. When you look outside and it's cold and snowy, don't go back in. Just put on your layers and go out. And if you're outdoors people who like to travel because you like it quiet and you like beautiful skies, uh, you can't beat winter camping for quiet and beautiful skies. And I noticed you're staying very close to the fire too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we like winter camping because as long as we stay warm. So. Yeah, well, we wear, and I wear several layers. I find that we, I was snowshoeing a little while ago, and then I don't need the fire because I'm out active and I'm warm enough, but when I'm just standing still, the fire is nice. Yeah. Well, it's actually pretty warm now. It's probably up near 15 or so, so it's a good 20 <laughs> degrees balmier than it was last night, so this is no problem at all. Hi, Dave Steinetter from Lincoln, Nebraska. You yes. came all the way to the Upper Peninsula from the uh, from Nebraska. Right. Um, how about a tip, your number one tip for winter camping? Uh, test everything before you take off. Now, what Te do you mean? Well, uh, make sure everything in works when it's cold in your RV. And also, like we just discovered that our, our coffee maker uh, will not work. Oh, no. <laughs> Fortunately, we have a spare, so, but, uh, that, for that could be very, a real crisis. Yes. Yes. For us, it would be, but, um, but you know, it does, uh, winter camping does put a little more stress. What, yes. others, what things in particular should people pay attention to? Um, uh, batteries is, is of course one thing. Um, uh, your propane furnace, all that, all that, because if you get out in somewhere where it's 10 below, like it was the other night for us and that furnace doesn't work and you don't have plug-ins to for any alternative heat you get cold but fortunately ours everything worked so yeah. we're in good shape unfortunately the great coffee crisis is mitigated by having two yes two, two. <laughs> as a backup <laughs> that's right well welcome to the woods dave thank you i'm janet matthews and your winter camping tip my winter camping tip is Get Reflectix and put it in all of your windows to keep the toasty warm inside your rig. And Reflectix is, is kind of like this it's, it's, bubble insulation wrap, right? Yeah, it's a luminized sort of bubble wrap stuff that you can get at any big box store. Um, I think I got mine at Home Depot, uh, but I've seen it in a lot of other stores. And you cut it to the size of the window? You can cut it to the size of the window. Some people have gotten really fancy and, and stitched along this and made hems along the side. I didn't. I just cut mine and stuck it in the window and there it sits. And it keeps it warmer? Keep It's insulating and it keeps the heat inside. In the summertime though, it keeps the cool inside too. So it's the same kind of material basically that you find in those uh, windshield uh, covers that yeah. the sun yeah. shield things. I don't know what you call them, but they're they're great for insulating. And 
get yourself a nice toasty sleeping bag and you're in heaven. And a really cool A fuzzy hat. hat. Fuzzy hat. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Janet Matthews. You're, you're welcome, Mike Whelan. Hi, I'm Jerry Smith. I'm from Holly, Michigan, and I do this uh, once a month through the winter. And we should point out, he is tent camping. Yeah. Tent camping. <laughs> and you do this once a month in the winter. That's correct. What's the coldest you've ever camped? Ten below. Ten below. Without, without electric heat. How did you stay warm? Well, again, the, uh, the, the 20 below bag does the trick plus I have a Coleman, little Coleman stove that I used for heat and uh, it stands up I do real good in the winter time with that and then at night when I go to bed I turn everything off get in my sleeping bag and that's it. What do you like about winter camping? Well just look around you right now the trees are covered with snow that's uh, new fallen snow from last night it's real pretty and you meet nice people. <laughs> <laughs> And if your feet get cold, I'll boil water, put it in a water bottle, and uh, and then put it in my sleeping bag, and it's nice and toasty. Now, you know there's a whole lot of RVers, Jerry, down in Florida that are watching us right now, and they think you're crazy. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> uh, Bo is very interested in your tent. He thinks he needs one of those. So Yeah, we were talking uh, this morning when... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Bo he, came over. That's right. Bo, uh, Bo actually heard... Heard Jerry in the tent and came over and he didn't know what that was and started to bark. So that's yeah, true. That's well, welcome aboard. Uh, if you're still here tonight, there will be a fire tonight and you come and join us. Okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Lynn Ellen Kaiser from Canton, Michigan. Lynn Ellen, you do some awesome photography. Uh, you got up at dawn yesterday, you shot yep. this awesome sequence, but when it's really cold, phones don't work. So maybe you could give yeah. us all a tip about photography in the cold. Photography in the cold. Yeah, and I'm, I'm using an iPhone and uh, 13 Pro. And sometimes you just don't want to have your back battery back up. It, and it's not going to last anyway. So yesterday I took my iPhone. I took toe warmers that have the adhesive on them. And I stuck it to the back of my phone. Then I took two face masks and I wrapped it around so you could have this much coming out of the phone. <laughs> yeah. Put it on my tripod and I went and explored the beach while my phone took a time lapse out at Whitefish Point at sunrise at minus so many degrees. And it lasted a good half an hour that That's way. That's amazing. So, uh, and can I share your picture with everybody so they can sure, see how happy good you did? Sure, And uh, uh, that is a great tip because it is cold. And, it's very and cold. The bigger problem is um, is your hands freezing, I think, than, than over your phone. And capacitive touch gloves inside flip open mittens. Oh, that's right. So your fingers so, will work. Yeah. yeah. And then so I always have my right hand inside. I have capacitive touch gloves inside my flip open. And if it doesn't work, then it's the highly technical lick it. <laughs> and then it, then it works. And I have... Uh, toe warmers inside also because those stick and then I have hand warmers in here because those will fall out so hand warmers toe warmers and stick them on your phone and it does a good job hi I'm Steve from Heartland Michigan uh, I was asked to give a winter tip about winter camping and Wait, let me I just read, tell everybody pay attention to what he says this is the best one yet <laughs> I read a long time ago that the most important thing you can do for yourself when you're camping in the cold is to eat. Eat yes. before you go to bed, eat five times a day. <laughs> Food is calories. Calorie is a unit of heat so or a unit of energy. So the more you eat, the warmer you'll stay. Do you think Jennifer is going to buy that 
I don't know. I don't think so. But I'll try it, Steve. Google it. <laughs> I like it. There's no lying anymore. Just Google it, right? Well, they know their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun being out there, getting everybody's tips on uh, how you function in the cold. Yeah. And people are always asking us, okay, that's outside. How do you stay warm on the inside? So we shot a little video the other night to show you. Honest, people say, how do you stay warm in an RV in the wintertime? And uh, Mike, uh, show them the proof. Okay, right here, look. Six degrees outside, 73 in here. And um, most of our heat is with this thing, right? Yes, the ceramic heater. Yeah, that's on our gear page. You can you can learn about it. We've had that for how many years? Oh, we've had it for years. Yeah, and uh, we do have you know a regular heater, which I have set for fifty nine, and this one says it's sixty two in here. So I believe sixty two. It's it's sixty two over this way. And, and by the ceramic heater. And by the ceramic heater, it is uh, seventy three. That means I'm going to be in trouble when I move away from the ceramic heater. Oh uh, yeah, because look who's sleeping back here. And very, very comfortable. Bo, Bo, listen to me. That is my bed that you're on. No, you can't have my bed. And we're not going to share it. That's my bed, Bo. Oh, man. I think we're going to have issues with Bo, my dear. <laughs> Probably. We normally do. He loves it up here. We took that picture uh, oh, I don't know, five, six years ago up here, and that's just what he got done doing just now. So that's why he's sleeping. So that's the system that we use, and it really does keep warm. You can hear right now uh, the propane just kicked on, and uh, we, we heave the temperature at night. What do we set it at? Something like... I think in 56 we set it warm enough. Because your body heat really warms you up in the bed, and uh, 56 is, is what we set it for. And it's very warm. It's usually 65, 70 in here, which is warmer than we sleep at home. And we use our ceramic heater a lot, and I put it up high so that the heat is high where we want it, so that it's not low where Bo is, because Bo has a fit, because where he sits is right where the heat comes out from the RV. And he doesn't like that doesn't hot like air blowing. I can't blame him. Yep, yep. All right, when we come back, uh, the questions of the week. So stay with us, take a quick short break. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battleborne batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Now it's time for questions of the week and we have been collecting questions about winter camping. Mike, what do we have? Hi, several of you have asked us the question, this question. Uh, this latest one comes from Carol and she wanted to know what do you do about trash 
and about dumping your tanks when you are winter camping. Well, of course, every place is different. Uh, at Tuquamanan Falls, where we are now, the, uh, the dumps, they're closed, you know, because it's a plumbing system, septic system, and it's susceptible to freezing. And it does get way below freezing up here in the Upper Peninsula. And that's true of a lot of state parks around the, around the country, that, uh, and city parks, and county parks, and RV resorts. If they're open, many of them will have the dumps closed. So you need to check that ahead of time. What most of us do is uh, uh, we, we <laughs> do use the black tank but we uh, empty it uh, at a truck stop or in my case uh, there's an RV dealership not far from my house and uh, when we get back home uh, we go over there and for a small fee I'm able to, uh, to dump it. Uh, the uh, issue of trash, uh, there are dumpsters available. Uh, the dumpsters you know are, uh, are always accessible and uh, they do, uh, you just uh, bring your garbage there. Uh, so that's a nice hike for us, we like it. Um, uh, but you know, when you go out, you can drop it off. They don't pick it up, but uh, there are dumpsters available. And uh, uh, at least in Michigan and in many other state parks that we've seen around the country, uh, RVers who are traveling can usually, when they're open, use the dumps and also the dumpsters for garbage they uh, usually charge a small fee for that as well. But uh, uh, winter camping up here in the Upper Peninsula at Tacromanon Falls, there are dumpsters for your trash, but you can't empty your black or your gray tanks. Uh, as you'll hear, uh, as you heard in, in the interview with uh, many of our friends who are camping here, some of them uh, collect their own uh, gray water. Uh, we just don't make any. <laughs> we, uh, we put everything down that we have to if this gray water or brushing your teeth uh, down the uh, the toilet and we use antifreeze to uh, to mix it up so it doesn't freeze and that we can empty it when we get back home hope that makes sense that's that question Jen what do you got okay we have a question from Marsha and it is how hard is it to snowshoe and it's not that hard, but let's talk to an expert. <laughs> well, we got a whole bunch of experts. Okay, you guys, how hard is it to snowshoe? On a scale of 1 to 10, I would say it's a 1. <laughs> <laughs> What's walking where we're talking um, snowshoes? Yeah, no, it's, it's not hard. I think the hardest part is, is putting the skis on, for, or snowshoes on for the first time if you don't know how to use them. But uh, it's not hard. Yeah, it's more like, almost like marching because you do have to pick your feet up rather than shuffle. And uh, they are, you do have to put your feet a little farther apart than you would normally. So you don't want to step on, step them, on them. So that's it. It's and more like a marching and a little farther apart. As you can see, there is a claw at the bottom. And so if you're in a slippery spot or on a hill, you just dig that part in. <laughs> And then you, uh, you know, it grabs you and you maybe don't fall. Actually, we both it makes it easier so. with the snowshoes walking in fresh snow yes. than just traipsing through without the shoes, without the snowshoes. Right. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because you don't sink down as much. Right. Yeah. Is this your first time? This is my first time. I'll let you know. Well. <laughs> You're standing up, man, so that's, that's good. That's right. right. Yes, you have to learn how to get well, to me, To me, it seems like it'd be easier to walk, but of course, <laughs> it depends how deep the snow is, too. Right. right? It's so, deep. I tried walking back there. I tried walking back there yesterday. It was too deep. So. Burn more calories. All right, let's go snowshoeing. All right.
those were our RV questions of the week about winter camping, and I hope that that was helpful to you. We love getting your questions. Uh, please send them to us at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. Well, that's a special on-location uh, edition of the RV podcast. I think it's the first time we've ever done a episode completely uh, on location. This is fun. fun. Yeah. It has been fun. Yeah, it's fun. So where do you want us to go? What do you want us to <laughs> do the next one? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell Alaska. <laughs> well, we do feel a little guilty because like we said at the very top, uh, from the snow and cold, we are uh, doing a really quick turnaround and heading south to Tampa where we will be at the Tampa RV Super Show uh, all next week. So uh, if you're going to that, we look forward to seeing you once again our meetup on the 20th of January, we'll be uh, at the end of the, the little lake there in the fairgrounds proper uh, at the, the pavilion area, 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on January 20th at the Tampa RV Super Show. We'd love to meet everybody. So, happy trails. <laughs>